Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can hear your word, and we believe, Father, that you will speak to your people, you will shine the light of heaven upon their heart, and they shall receive your word by faith, Lord. Without faith, we cannot please you, Lord. We want to receive your word and mix your word with faith in our heart. Teach us, Lord. Show us your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. If you have been with me long enough, you'll notice one thing. I really love the Word of God. I love to read the Word of God. When I preach, I read the Word of God a lot. I have learned something in my life here after living in this world almost for 70 years now. I noticed that the society, the people are in trouble because they disobey God. They sinned against God. Two, people are in trouble because they don't know the truth. They live in ignorance. It's amazing. Many Christians don't know the Bible, don't have any clue what God says. So they just live by their feelings, by their reasonings, and by the social system, by the opinions of man, and they get into trouble. Marriage fall apart financially, trouble. A lot of problems happen because people don't know the truth. The Bible says that my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. If you look around you, America, China, Thailand, Cambodia, all the problems in this world are caused by one reason. People don't obey God. They rebel against God. This is the reason why I have the burden to teach the word of God in this church. I want you to know the word, and the word will set you free. Why we read the Bible? We study the Bible not just for hate knowledge, to decorate our brain, and we can boast that we know a lot. No, we study the Bible, number one, in order to know our God, who God is, so that we can build relationship with him. The most important thing in our life is to really have relationship with our creator. But in order to have that relationship, we need to know Him. The more we know the Bible, the more we know Him. And our relationship with Him can be very healthy and strong. The reason we learn the Word, we study the Word, we read the Word, because, number two, we want to know what He says and what He asks us to do. Can you imagine if I perform surgery on you, but I did not follow the guideline of being a neurosurgeon. You can be in trouble. Actually, every single step from the time the patient put to sleep, turn on the table, to cut on the skin, close the skin, every single step, I learned all those steps in the medical school. And I will not miss even one step because if I miss one step, the patient can die. I need to follow the guideline of medical practice. In the same way, this is a guideline 
We study the Bible so that we know what God says as our guideline. In fact, every time I think about rebelling against God or ignoring the Word of God, I thought about Adam, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve got into big trouble. They got chased out from the Garden of Eden, and then the curses came into the humanity because they rebel against God. When I know that, I say, God, no, 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 I don't want to be second Adam. I want to follow the last Adam, Jesus Christ. I want to obey everything you say here, your principles. I want to be like Abraham. When God say Abraham, you take your son, the only son, up to the mountain and sacrifice him. Abraham said, "Yes, I obey you." That's why the Bible honor him to call the blessing that God gave to mankind the blessing of Abraham. He got blessed because he obeyed. So, number one, to know God. Number two, to know what God tell us to do, obey Him. And when we obey Him, we will be blessed and we will be the head, not the tail. Number three, the reason we study the Word of God so that we can have faith. How can faith come? Faith come by knowing what is the truth. After we know, after we know, we receive in our heart, and then we mix that truth with our heart. We need to know what God can do for us. We are His children, and He's our Master. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our shepherd and our Father. He has so much good thing for us. He want to give us. He's a generous God. But in order to receive The inheritance, a good thing from him. We need to know what he has in his hand to give to us. Many Christians miss the blessing on earth because they don't know what God can give to them. They never study the Bible. But when you know what God can give to you, what God can do for you, you can exercise your faith and receive from Him, and your life will be blessed. So, four reasons I study the Bible: knowing my God to build relationship. Two. So that I know what I need to do in life by His instruction. Three, I want to build faith. Four, I need to know my inheritance, what belongs to me, so I can claim, I can receive. I don't want to miss my inheritance. Have you ever heard the story of a person who sat on the couch, and the parents put a lot of money under the couch cash? But one day that person died and don't, did not even know that there's money under the couch. Never spend that money under the couch until he died. And somebody come and clean up the house and found cash under the couch. But that person did not know what he had, so he missed it. The same thing with Christian. We need to know what belongs to us. Amen. What Jesus bought for us, paid for us. In fact, I want to tell you, God loved you so much. He Put you to be around me, this pastor. I spend money and time and energy to produce a lot of teachings to feed the sheep, so that you will have these four things happen to you that I mentioned. And I put all this teaching in the YouTube. I did not have enough time to teach everything on the stage here on Sunday. We have only 52 Sundays. And God has downloaded a lot of truth into me. Just actually a few days ago, God downloaded something to me. I have to type in the computer right away. Say, Dada, give me some time. I need to type in because God was downloading something into my heart to teach this church. But I may not have time to teach that one on Sunday. 
What I need to do? I need to record by using the technology, record the teaching, put in the YouTube, and I try to send to many of you to spread out, share with people. I recommend you subscribe our New Hope International YouTube. Subscribe it, and when you get in there, you can click on the logos, the orange logo, and come up with video or playlist. And you can follow new teaching in the video part. Click on the video. I want to encourage you to listen to all those teachings. You are the chief of this church, and if you don't listen to your own shepherd, you're gonna miss a lot because the message that God gave to me is for you, for this flock. So please listen to every teaching. Tomorrow I'm gonna go to Snoqualmie Pass in order to record two teachings. Tomorrow night I'm gonna record in my studio the teaching called Eschatology: The End Time. I already published two of them, and have no time to teach here eschatology. No way. Sunday, short time. I have really limited time to teach here. Therefore, I need to use technology. Please, I'm gonna do like a Thai way. Please listen to our teaching in the YouTube. So many series. Listen to every single series many times. I got the message from all over the world that when they take series about listening to our teaching, this is from other places, from England, from Norway, from Thailand, from many countries in the world that listen to our teaching. We have about sixty-six thousand subscriber, but my concern is that our own member never subscribe. 66,000 people email me or send message to me that after they listen, they got healed, they got a new job, husband and wife reconciled to one another. A lot of blessing happened to people around the world because of our teaching. Therefore, please take advantage of this. Amen. Last Sunday, we were talking about what happened when Jesus showed up. Today, I will talk again. What happened when Jesus showed up in our life? We invite Jesus to come in, and what happened 2,000 years ago can happen to us today too. And not only that, we are the body of Jesus Christ. Everywhere we go, we carry the presence of Jesus in us. Therefore, God can use our mouth, our hand, our eyes, our voice to bring what Jesus can do for them, such as provision, healing, or Stopping the storm of life. Last Sunday, we learned that when Jesus showed up, he meets people's needs. He changed water into wine. We learned last Sunday that when Jesus showed up, he calmed the storms, and the storm stopped. In the same way, he can calm the storm in your life. He can calm the storm of other people's life when you bring Jesus to them, get them saved, invite them to become a Christian. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When Jesus show up in your life and you receive him by faith, not by tradition, not through religion, by faith, you can have super abundant life in every aspect of your life. And Pastor Dai and I have experienced this firsthand. We experience super abundant life, health, joy, emotion, finances, everything, parenting, marriage. We have super abundant life because Jesus is in our home. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, 
He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. My brother and sister, we have choices. And the main two choices is, number one, we're going to follow the devil and sin against God. That will lead to destruction, death, and corruption. We reap what we sow. Or we're going to follow Jesus and allow Jesus to be with us. And then he can destroy the work of the enemy and we can have life. I want Jesus to be in my life. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. When he showed up in your life. He can set you free from the oppression of the devil. He can also use you to bring victory and freedom in other people's lives who have been oppressed by the devil as well. Jesus came to give freedom, life, victory, amen, healing, miracles. He is the God of miracles, healing, and power. Today, we will continue to learn what happened when Jesus showed up in Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, this is right after we, uh, Mark chapter 4 that we read last Sunday that Jesus calmed the storm. Immediately, there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had this dwelling among the tombs and no one could bite him, not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains has been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day, He was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Okay, I stop here. These scriptures talk about demonic power, talking about a man who was demonized, demons in him. He looked like a man in the mental hospital, mental institute. I believe that people who have mental problems are caused by demons. That is pretty obvious to some of you. I believe the guy who controlled the airplane and hit the two towers in New York, if you look at that picture in the website, so clear, demons in them, that they could kill people, thousands of people, demonic things. But this is the truth. There are so many problems in our life, big or small. So many things in our life that are caused by demons. Jesus cast out demons 2,000 years ago. My question to you, Are still demons around today? Yes. There are still demons around. And demons can be in believers. 
In fact, Jesus said, "Go over the world, preach the gospel, and in my name you shall cast out demons." When you read that, you think, "Oh, yeah, I can go on the street and see some people on the street and cast demon out of them." Actually, that was a wrong doctrine. Casting out demon is not for unbelievers, because unbelievers will not allow you to cast demon out of them anyway. They don't repent. Number two, if you cast demon out from unbelievers, they're going to get worse because seven times you'll come back if they don't get saved or give their life to Jesus. Casting out demon is for the church; it's for believers. Jesus said, "In my name, you shall cast out demons." And now, when you look around, you can see the manifestation of demons everywhere: demons of greed, demon of sexual immorality, demons of Pornography, demons of drug addictions, smoking, demons of anger, demons of cancer, demons of arthritis, chronic disease. There are all kinds of demons that we need to get rid of them from our life. And Jesus came to deliver you from those demons. Many actions in your life that you have the habit doing that might not be just your sinful nature, but you are controlled by demons to watch some bad movie, or say cursing words from your mouth, or gossip about something, or bad attitudes, or something going on in your life. There are the manifestation of demons in you. You may think, pass aloud. You're so mean. You say that I have demons. You look down on me. <laughs> I tell you, one woman in the Bible named Mary Magdalene. She was the one who served Jesus for years, for those three years, and she was the one who saw the empty tomb. How did the Bible label her name? Mary Magdalene, whom Jesus cast seven demons out of her. Wow, she's so proud. Who Jesus cast demon out of me? I am set free by Jesus Christ. Therefore, when we talk about demon, don't take me wrong that I look down on you. In fact, I got saved in 1981. Before I got saved, I worship Buddha statue. I play with animism, which means that they put a spell on my back. Because my girlfriend named Dara Rat was so beautiful, when I tried to date her in my neighborhood, a lot of guys who were Thai boxer and also they have guns and knife, they hate me because I tried to get this woman to be my girlfriend. So I walk on the street, all these gangsters want to kill me. I have to go to the place they have, they put the spell on my back, and after they put the spell on my back, they pull the big knife out. And hit my back to show me that your skin was not broken. This is a true story. I'm not kidding. I was involved in animism or evil spirit when I was young. So after I got saved, eventually I became a pastor, and I preached every Sunday from 1988 on. I became a pastor of this church. I preached. I loved God, but I struggled and struggled until one day, 1997. The fire of God hit me. I was under the chair, and hundreds of demons came out of me that day. I was a believer. I was a pastor, and pastor church since 1988, 1997, 
after nine years, I got set free from demon. I did not even know about demons at that time before demon came out of me. After that day, I was changed. A lot of things in my life came out because demon came out of this man who was a pastor who loved Jesus so much, but demon still inside me. So, my dear brothers and sisters, sometimes you need to have a clean up service, but not dry clean, really clean up by the fire of God to cast demon out from people. Can you imagine if you say, "Oh, I have only one demon left in my body"? Oh, who cares? But that demon can be the brain cancer demon that will manifest when you turn 60 years old. Instead of living to 120 years old, you died of brain cancer because of that demon. I think you'd rather get rid of it instead of keeping it. Amen. Clean your house. Clean your house. Don't keep even one demon inside you. In fact, the Bible says, God gives grace to the humble. The humble will say to God, Pastor, Jesus, Pastor Lau and Jesus, you know I'm not perfect. I have bad temper. I have bad attitude. I love money. I'm so greedy. I'm, I have bad attitude. Maybe I'm bowed by this demon. Could you please cast demon out of me? God gives grace to the humble. Humble enough to admit I have problem. But God resists the proud. Oh, I've been a Christian for 100 years. What are you talking about, Pastor Lao, about demon? No. I know the Bible. I know Greek and Hebrews. I graduate from Bible school. I know everything. Ah. Better to be humble and admit our weakness and allow God to help us instead of being prideful. Amen? Amen. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Jesus did not pray for five hours. Jesus said only two phrases. Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Is it possible that thousands of demons are in one person? Yes. I don't know how many people have in this church, but we need to cast out demons off and on. Amen? And demons can jump on you one day when you gossip about somebody or turn on bad movie or something. So you need to have a clean-up service off and on. Also, he begged him. Oh, by the way, when one demon comes, he will bring in his friend. He will come a lot later on, not just one demon. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. Can demons be in animals? Yes. Demons can be in animals. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirit went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. That man had at least 2,000 demons in him. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus, 
and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. When demons work in people's life, they don't have the right mind. They can say bad things. They can think in the wrong way. One of the most dangerous demons in the church is spirit of religion, controlling. Using law to control people, legalism, pride, and no love, spirit of Pharisees and Sadducees, the spirit of religion. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region, from their region. And when he got into the boat, He who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with Jesus. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. We don't have to be ashamed that God delivered us from demons. We can tell people. And how he had had compassion on you. God has compassion on you. That's why he cast demons out of you. Set you free. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. My dear brother and sister, when Jesus shows up, demon must go out of your life. But you need to come and ask him to cast demon out of you, to get rid of demons. How you can be set free from demon? Number one, for sure, you need to come to Jesus. You need to come to him. You cannot just sit at home and say, hey, whatever you want to do, God. I don't care. No, you come to Jesus. That's why you come to church. That's why you come to care group. You approach him. Number two, in order to be set free from demon, you need to be born again Christians. If you're not born again, God will not do anything for you because you don't repent anyway. You need to be born again Christian. Really repent and really love God and serve the Lord. And follow God. Number three, you need to repent of your sin. Demon will not go out of you if you become his friend. If you still want to be greedy and selfish and say, I'm not going to repent of being greedy and selfish. I cannot cast demon out of you because the demon will say, ha, ha, ha. He's my friend. He loved greed. He loved selfishness. I'm not going to go out. Bye-bye. Get out of here. Pass aloud. You need to repent of what is going on in your life in order to be set free. Four, you need to forgive other people. Because the Bible says clearly, if you hold crutches and walk in unforgiveness, the Lord will allow the torturers to come and torture you. I heard so many testimonies of Christians in the world who has been sick with incurable disease, get into big trouble and they're Christians until one day God showed them you know you don't forgive your husband you don't forgive God and after that person that lady pray of repentance and say I forgive my husband who left me to have another girl another woman and I forgive you that I got mad at you God that my husband left me after she repented she got healed completely the Incurable sickness was gone because of repentance. That's number four. 
Number five, if you want to be set free from demon by Jesus Christ, you need to denounce and cut relationship off from any idols in your life. Maybe statue, maybe Buddha, fortune telling, or something. You need to cut yourself off from any magic, anything, and say no. These are not my gods anymore. My God is Jesus Christ only. I denounce them. I'm sorry. Get out of here, Satan and evil spirit and other gods. You need to cut yourself off from those things. Number seven. You need to call on the name of the Lord in the book of Job and in the book of Acts. The Bible says, "Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered." Shall be delivered. You need to really trust in the name of Jesus Christ, and you can be delivered. How can you be delivered? Two ways. Number one, you come to church, and the church has cleaning up service. We cast out demons in the meeting, and I did that a lot in the past. Lately, with pandemic, people wear masks and all this. Very inconvenient to do that. Actually, after sermon this morning, two person approached me. Two members. One say, "I'm still young, but I have been sick, and I think I have curses from my ancestor. Can you cast demon out of me?" He's a young man, and he said, "I'm so thankful God led me to this church because I was in another church for 14 years. I never heard about demons at all. No one taught about demons." Then another lady came to me, Pastor Lau. I have been in addiction. I tried and tried to get rid of this addiction, but I cannot. And I love God. I'm on fire for God, but I cannot be free from this addiction. And yes, I say today I have only five more minutes before 11:30. Yeah, 11:30 service. I say I cannot do this right now. Let's make appointment to come to church on another day. And maybe Pastor Cesar and I and Pastor Da can help you cast demon out of you. Let's set up the time. We need to cast demon out, either by coming to the service, coming to your pastor, coming to people who. Have faith and the anointing and understanding. Know how to cast out demons. That's number one. Number two, you cast demon out from yourself by exercising the authority of believers in the name of Jesus. I did this all the time. Sometimes I began to get sick. Right away, I say, in the name of Jesus, the demon of this sickness, you have to leave my body right now. Within five minutes, I got healed. It's gone. The symptoms, because I command in the name of Jesus by myself. I don't need to run to church because I have faith. I know I have authority. How you can receive deliverance? You need to have faith. Amen. So forgive people. Call on the name of the Lord, and you repent of your sin. Denounce all the idols in your life. Some of you idols, it's money. If you love money, you cannot be set free from greed. You need to really cut your love of money off. Maybe computer games is your god right now. Amen. Sound like everyone enjoyed this so much. One more thing I want to say. When Jesus show up. In fact, one more thing, very important. If you are mommy and daddy, 
You need to be a gatekeeper. You need to close the door for the demon to come in by not sinning against God. If you sin against God and you play around with bad movie on the TV, a computer, or something, you open the door for demons to come into your life, into your home, and the demons will not only attack you. Number one, the demon will not only attack you. The demon will also bring friends in, such as maybe demon of greed come in because you keep hoarding money and hoarding things. Then the next one is demon. Of arthritis come in, demons of cancer come in, and not only that. Listen carefully, you gonna see the demon attack your children and grandchildren. It's so important, dad and mom, shut the door of your life, not to God, but to demons. I am Pastor Da. We are parents. We are the pastor of this church and pastor of many people around the world. I'm telling you right now, we are so serious about living a holy life. We are very serious. We don't cheat any taxes. I never lie to my patient. I never do anything for money. I never cheat any money in this church. I never have any agenda on this church for my own self. No manipulation. No control because manipulation is the form of demon. No controlling here. I want to live a holy life so that demon cannot come into this church and destroy people here. One church in Seattle, in around the 1980, the pastor start to have a we call spiritual dance and allow dancing happen in the church and start to teach something out of the Bible. This is a true story. This church already gone, collapsed. And what happened in that generation? I just moved to America. That church have dancing, so I dance with another person's wife, and that husband dance with my wife, and we just dance, have fun. You know what happened? Within a year, demon come into that church. The pastor divorced, everyone divorced. The church collapsed because demon of sexual immorality come into the church because the pastor allowed that to happen in the church. Not here. I'm sorry. Get out of here, demons. You cannot be here. I want to protect my children. I want to protect my grandchildren by living a holy life. I'm not going to cheat tithe. If I know I don't pay tithe and have to sell my house to pay tithe, I will do it. You know why? Because the Bible says if I cheat tithe, God will allow the devourer to come into my life and into my house. And I cannot get into trouble and you cannot blame God because you cheat God. I don't want money from you. Don't take me wrong. This is between you and God. It's not about you giving tithe to me. It's between you and God. I know this teaching is strong, but I have to say it. How curse happened to your life? You know curse? Curse means like this. Your dad and your mom fighting, fighting and divorce and marry three times. You the same thing. You fight with your spouse and you divorce and you marry many times. Curse is like this. Your mom got into car accident 10 times, lose her job, become poor. You get into car accident 10 times too. And you lose your job and you become poor. Curse. Who caused this curse? The curse comes because somebody in the line of family sinned against God. 
open the door for demon to come in. And the Bible used the word demon in here, family spirit. These demons are family with your dad and your mom, your grandma, your granddad. And they follow you and cause the same problem that they cause to the parents and grandparents. Exactly the same thing. If you notice one thing, every country, every nation has this generation curse. Some country people commit suicide a lot. I don't want to mention the name of the country. Because of that demons of suicide. We need to cast them out. We need to repent. We need to really come to God and stop all this junk in our society. Cast demon out of us. Demon out of the church. I noticed that when, uh, this is what I watched all these 40 years. When parents are lukewarm and greedy, the children and grandchildren would do the same thing, same demons. When the dad is very short-tempered, always angry, the son will be short-tempered and angry easily. That's why the Bible talks about those who don't love me will see the curse to the third and fourth generations. Who caused this curse to the third and fourth generation? Demon. This morning, after I preached this message, a member come to me. Pastor La, what should I do? I have a 20-something-year-old daughter who thinks that she's a believer, but she says that she's God. And she doesn't read the Bible anymore. And she began to say weird things at 20 years old. And she doesn't want to come to church because she thinks that she is the Savior. When I heard that, she, after she listened to my sermon, she knew right away that is demon. Demon attacking her daughter. I'd say, okay, first of all, the first thing you need to do, you repent of your sin, shape up your life, be a good wife to your husband, and you really repent of everything that you have done in the past. You fix yourself first. Because once you fix yourself as a mom and your husband, the dad, will open the door for the blessing of Abraham to come in. And the curse has to stop because you fix yourself. And after you fix yourself, number two, you start to intercede and fast and pray for this daughter and begin to depend on the wisdom of God to lead her to the word and lead her to church and get prayed for. Set free from demons. My brother and sister, spiritual warfare is real. This morning after I preached this sermon, I share with you quickly. Do you, do you mind? Education. One young man came to me, maybe 19 years old, and said, uh, you're going to see me last time today. I'm going to be on a mission trip to Asia for one year. Right away, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Brother, he's very young. I just want to warn you, you can go and preach Jesus. You can love people, pray for people, preach Jesus. But please, don't curse Satan in those countries. Don't challenge the evil spirit or the fallen angels we call principality in those cities. It's not your job to challenge them. It's God's job to fight with them, not you. You are just low in the rank to fight. 
Even the archangel Michael say, "I give this to God. I'm not going to fight with Satan myself." So I want to warn you: if you don't want to get into trouble, don't curse Satan. Don't try to be a hero in some city and walk around, devil, devil, I curse you. No, don't do that. It's not your job. Your job is to love Jesus, obey Jesus, live a holy life, repentance, and tell the demon in your life, get out of here in Jesus' name. That's it. And God would perform warfare for you, not you. The reason I say this because it's biblical. Number two, I face so many young people in my life. Germany, America, many places. Young people came back from mission trip and became crazy. Could not go back to school. They could not do anything. They got attacked by the devil. Demon come in because they don't follow the biblical principle. Amen. When Jesus show up, you can cast demon out. Don't curse the devil. You shape up your life. For the sake of your children, and pray for them, intercede for them that the curse shall not fall into your children and your grandchildren. You shut the door of your life. Be a gatekeeper who will not allow demon to step into your house. Don't keep any idols in your life. Don't keep any bad DVD, any bad books, anything is in your life. Throw them away. Burn them. Get rid of them ASAP. Repent of your sin every single day. Protect yourself. Protect your children and grandchildren, and the next generation to come. This spiritual warfare is real. Demons, Satan, are real. You need to be alert, and you need to walk with wisdom. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, "I shape up my life. I want the blessing of Abraham. I don't want the curse. I don't want demons. But in the name of Jesus, demons, you have to leave my body. You leave my mind, my finances, my marriage, my parenting. Oh Lord, I believe in your promise." When I loved you, served you faithfully, the blessing of Abraham will come upon me, will take over me, and will chase after me the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Come to me. I deny the curse. I deny demons, sin. I want the blessing from God, Lord Jesus. I believe you show up in my life. I invite you to be in every room in my life, my thought room, my financial room, my relationship room. My personal bedroom. Come into my business. Come into my thought, my emotion. You can control me, Lord. And I believe demons have to leave this house. 
get out of here in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I am free. I command any kind of curse that come from generation to generation to live my life right now. And you cannot go down to my kids and my grandkids. We are free. We start a new life. The old is gone and the new has come. Only the blessing. Follow me. I repent of my sin. I forgive everybody who has hurt me. I forgive my parents. I forgive my ex-pastor. I forgive my friends, my spouse, everybody. I let them go. I want to be free. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know sometimes deliverance is a process. You may not get delivered from all demons in one setting. That's why we keep laying on of hand. We keep moving in the file of God to touch you to get rid of something in your life. I was so blessed last Sunday afternoon. One couple came to our church as a brand new believer. And they came for about a month. I prayed for them. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Because they're so brand new. A couple with one daughter. They sit there, I remember. And last Sunday, I lay hand on them. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit touched them. First time. Demon come out from them. Both of them. They got up and come to me. Their face looked changed. They say, now I know Jesus is so real. Now I love Jesus. What can I do to serve you in this church? To serve this church? And he emailed me again. That please let me serve. I want to serve God. It's so wonderful to see God touch people, deliver people from demons. Set them free. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I need to set up a cleaning service. You like to do that? Hard to do on Sunday. I have only one and a half hours. Hard to do. Maybe set up the time that we can come and exercise deliverance. Get demon out of us. Amen. How many people want to come to that kind of service? Wow. You will come? Okay. How many people believe that we need to be cleaned up? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In fact, how many people take a shower once a year? Raise your hand up. How many people take a shower every day? How many people brush your teeth at least a couple times a day? For me, about five times a day. Because I know that if I don't brush my teeth and do dental frost, bacteria will go into the root canal, destroy my gum, and I will lose my teeth when I get older. So I really take care of my teeth. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. I go to teeth cleaning three or four times a year to the dentist. Because I know bacteria will destroy my teeth. In the same way, we need to have cleaned up off and on in the church. Maybe the old demon that have been with you for 30 years need to go out. Maybe last week, 
you had some bad attitude and you complain and you gossip or something and some demon jump into you demon of doubt or something and you need to come and clean that out we need to clean up all the time the church amen I know that I'm not a usual typical pastor in America you don't hear this in other churches but I follow the Bible it's in the Bible Jesus cast out demon we need to cast out demons amen hallelujah we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.